0: This week on Inside Motorsport we continue our chat with Rowan Harmon from the Touring Car Masters Racing Series. I hope you'll stay with us.
1: The change in the series you're running with ARG is going to have a, a real benefit to the competitors and the fans because one of the things that has become quite abhorrent to, to people involved in the sport and those who want to watch it is the time certain finishes because, you know, and there's annoying things sitting back waiting for races to start and finish and they just cut short. It, it must be incredibly frustrating as a competitor, you know, to, particularly if you go to something like a Bathurst and you're all ready for your 5, 10, whatever laps they are and then suddenly because something happens We've got a red flag and then bang, suddenly you've lost half your laps. That must be something that the competitors are really looking forward to. I would say so, just to, to go
0: back to somewhere like Bathurst. In the, probably the last five or six years, I had a really good relationship with guys like Michael Hancock and Steve Priest, the Clark of course and assistant Clark of course there that they knew what we were about. And where in some categories the, the race director would just pull out a safety car or red flag it. We've got you know, we've got an interview with Fred Van Erkel's great aunt who's got a, I know a blown eye socket or something. The the T V ruled it, but I had a really good relationship and those guys knew racing. They they've been in racing for, for years and years and years and been at Bathurst. It's a six point one whatever it is, six point three one kilometre circuit. Okay, we've got an incident on a mountain straight, no need to do the knee-jerk, pull a safety car. That might be for the show. One never knows. But here we're talking about a six-lap race for TCM, crowd favourite. The TV's on them. Give it, you know, do your best shot to keep the racing running. So there'd be local yellows, and, you know, we had radio communication with all the crews. We'd let them know, right, there's a car, drivers left, exited the cutting, and everyone behaved themselves, and off we went. But there there have been other venues where... um, yeah, we've been time certain. We've had categories that obviously pay a lot more money than TCM did to the promoters to uh, to gain TV time. We've had schedules changed, you know, within twelve hours of when we're on, and we've got our own sponsors. So we were then going to go back and say, look, sorry guys. Yeah, we had we were on at the one twenty race on Saturday, but unfortunately, we're now ten ten because that particular category of you know, wave their flag and saying, we're paying you this much money. I mean, it, it you know it comes down to dollars. They've got a business to run. And we had a really good service out of, out of supercars, but let's face it, they had to make a bottom line. Yeah, if, if we got bumped for it, well, that's the way it went. And as we know, when we got bumped from a couple of other larger meetings, there was a lot of crowd or fan response that made them think again. But sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other because, Then again, it's the bottom line. But with ARG, um, what we refer to as a support category, um, with ARG, TCM as a feature category, along with TCR and with S5000, uh, the the new Trans-An and and now GT in the fold, um, every category is going to get fantastic value, especially out of the Channel 7 coverage. um, that It'll kick off Australia Day in Tasmania. Uh, next year, and uh, look, yeah, we're just uh, grateful that AOGs had the had the faith to, well, initially support the category for two years with Painter Dixon and Pace, um, and then to you know step up and take on the role. Both Tony and I have sort of you know done our done our dues, fifteen odd years at it, and all the rest of it. So I, I think it's a really exciting for TCM in the future for sure.
1: Maybe we should touch here on your racing history because when I uh, first met you, probably or just after uh, you were racing Thunderdome, would it have been?
0: Um, yeah, probably in the Panel Care Pontiac.
1: Yeah, probably back
0: there or oh, no, a bit earlier than that, I think Tony. But um, yeah, I had uh, started off an improved touring with an x-man Mini, and then. Moved into a sports at Tiranas and then a a sports at Gemini that's actually still racing now in Tassie. Johnny Douglas has got that car now. Um, Had a little bit of a foot in the water with what was then the Porsche owners racing association. But unfortunately that car got damaged before we took off. Um, Not by me. Um, And then I've always had a soft spot for Group Six sports cars or what was then out here known as Group A. Um, ran a Kaditcha for a couple of years. Um and yeah, then the Thunderdome turned up and yeah, we had a crack. It was good fun. A lot of people say, What did you race? Well I actually I, I more so drove um in a racing car on the track. There wasn't much I don't know, head to head racing I suppose, but um Look, the Thunderdome was a fantastic experience, and a, and a, um, to me, a business—not a business—a sporting model that that uh, really took off, and it uh, just got hijacked uh, way through. That's that's a total n- another story how all of that fell apart, and um, which is a real shame. And then from there, we had a fleet of HQs, and a bit of this and a bit of that, and then got into the historic cars.
1: Okay, um, and. When you talk about project cars, what, what exactly are you doing? What's your project that you're really working on?
0: Um, well, a car I originally owned in 1983 was a Chev Monza AAGT car that ended up out here as a sports van. Um, and I secured that car um, again back in, what, 2006 and still haven't got around to finishing it. Um sort of got involved in the older IMSA cars and then we found the original Decon Monza if if people remember the the Moffat Monza Um, that was chassis number 1005 and we found 1001 that found also found its way to Australia and we're just doing the um, the full restoration on that when I say we Tony Hunter and I are doing the full restoration on that we've had a terrific response from uh, Lee Dykstra, the original designer of the car. We've we've brought him out to Australia a couple of times to check on progress, and he supplied a lot of the drawings and advice. Um, a very historic car. Um, so that's on the on the on the go. I've had a couple of Group C cars. Um, probably my favourite. I want to want to finish is the ex Murray Briden uh, Series Four Lotus Super Seven that ran in the sports car championship in um, 8081. And that's a car that I used to look after for the late Jim Murcock when he was running it in Mark Sports here. And with Jim's passing, I ended up with the car. And that's, um, again, all these projects are waiting for restoration.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's that's quite some uh, some list. Who brought that uh, 001 uh, Mods to Australia?
0: It, um, well... And, well we, I was actually speaking a couple of years ago with Horse Quick, who was the the the, um, the K in Decon, um, who was a, an expat Australian of all people. Um, people maybe may know of him. Um, it was built by uh, Lee Dykstra and uh, Horse Quick as Decon Engineering. Um, a little bit of Chevrolet backdoor funding and that car first ran at Road Atlanta in April 75 and coincidentally so did the Grand King Monza, the other car we've got in the shop. Uh, they both debuted on the same weekend. Um, it was then sold to a guy called Mo Carter in, uh, in Canada, then made its way to um, Red Dawson in New Zealand. And then Red had a big crash in it at Manfield, I think, in 76 or 70, 76, I think it was, 77? No, 77. And the car was fixed up and it was purchased by John Briggs. and um, Or it ended up with, with John Briggs, came out here, then turned into the... Um, oh, Briggs, I think, sold it to Mike Griffin and then went to Jeff Barnes. And Jeff Barnes ran it in Sports Adans here for oh many, many years. A uh, very successful car, um, and then moved on to a, a another private chap who unfortunately passed away back in 2015, 16, and um, being in contact with the family about the car, I was offered the car, and Tony and I put a deal together to to get it and secure its its restoration. My thanks to Rowan Harmon joining us on Inside Motorsport. Next week in Part 4, we find out what does Rowan think of the future of muscle car racing in Australia and what could be some of the pitfalls and challenges ahead. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by
1: Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.